Wherever you are in your adoption journey, we are a community centered around love, trust, and respect for the experience and opportunities that have made us families. We promise to share, encourage, support, and celebrate the day-to-day of adoptive mamahood together. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And together, we are Two Adoptive Mamas. everyone and welcome back to Two Adoptive Mamas. No matter where you are in your adoption or foster journey or maybe not in either, we are here to keep the tough and real conversations happening as we navigate the day-to-day. And no one knows our day-to-day better than our husbands. And so tonight I'm proud to report that all the children are sleeping in their respective homes and by the grace of God, Liz, myself, and our amazing husbands have managed to sit down together to bring you this episode. We are so excited and honestly probably more nervous than we ever thought we would be considering we're talking with two of the people who know us the best. So you'll have to bear with us tonight. But here we are. Liz and Dan will celebrate 10 years of marriage here in May, and Drew and I are also coming up on year seven in May. So each of our stories and journeys through adoption are different, as you well know, but we are just so thankful for the friendship and connection we have as parents and believers. They have been so incredibly supportive, our husbands that is, of this podcast and the 2AM venture, and we couldn't do this without their support and encouragement. Thanks, guys. So Drew and Dan, welcome to the Two Adoptive Mamas podcast officially. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. We're really excited to be here. So normally we have a little like mama heart smile or something like that. Is there something fun or funny that you would like to share that's happened in the recent weeks for you as dads? Sure. So I can share about uh, a morning routine. So I get the privilege of taking both kids to school. Uh, four days a week and um, they have been building some funny rituals and um, routines around sleeping uh, pretending to sleep in the car and um, joking around with each other about that which is great to see them building a relationship that's something that's really important for me to be able to see them get to know each other uh, that way and kind of build some of those things Um, and actually um Friday is the day that I take our daughter to school by herself and she was looking over at our son's car seat and appeared to be looking for him Um, and that just really made me happy to see that this morning and I was like yeah this is this is a day that we don't bring um, our son to school and and so we got to talk about that and process through that. For my Dad heart smile recently, um, some daddy daughter dates of going to the park and um, a little more roughhousing. Uh, Sarah thinks that our daughter gets pretty excited and wound up when she gets one-on-one time with me. But it's been a lot of fun to see her be brave and courageous, whether it's holding my hands and jumping off the couch um, or trying a new slide at the park. It's been fun to see her be brave. And um, it's kind of nice with a little bit of a encouragement and push, I can get her to do some, some push her boundaries a little bit. So that's been fun to, um, to try different things, uh, even as the winter is fading, going back to the same park and trying out a new slide that maybe she wasn't so sure about before has been, has been fun. Yeah. You know, as moms, right, Liz, like when the husbands push the boundaries, we're like, ooh. 
<laughs> careful. But also so glad it's you and yeah, not me. That's how about that's something you do with daddy, not with mommy. We use that phrase in our house. So Okay, so normally we ask at this point in an interview for the podcast, how did you become an adoptive parent? But obviously, we know those stories about each other. And our listeners, maybe you have listened to the pilot. And if you haven't, we would encourage you to listen to episode one, Meet the Mamas. So we'll reframe the question this way tonight. Give us the highlights, dads, of becoming an adoptive dad from your perspective. And Drew, let's start with you. Yeah, so a little bit of context or as a reminder, um, of our adoption story was our daughter was placed and matched into our homes pretty quickly. So I think of a couple of uh, times throughout that week that are very memorable. Um, One of those, including uh, Wednesday, coming home from work after finding out that we had been matched with our daughter. Uh, It was that Wednesday, and then on Saturday we met our daughter. Uh, So it was a very quick time frame, and so I was driving home after walking into my boss's office at the time saying, hey, I'm going to be a dad on Saturday, and I don't know when I'm coming back to work. Um, it was after all of those emotions that I was driving home and decided to video myself, which is not something I would normally do, but ended up videoing myself and was basically freaking out on the video. It was just a minute. And I think I literally called it a glass case, a car of a glass case of emotion, just all of being so scared, so excited, all of the things on all of the feels. And so it was during that time that I realized that and said to myself, I'm, 100% in God's arms right now. And there's no other of a better place to be than there. And if that's where I'm supposed to be, then I know everything is going to be okay because that's where I'm supposed to be. So it was um, quite the journey, literally from home, like we're driving home, but also just that whole week. So just for a little context, we made a lot of videos that week because we were too busy since we only had like four days to get ready to write anything down. And we didn't want to forget what we were feeling or experiencing. So we have some pretty crazy videos from that week, but this one definitely took the cake. And I'm pretty sure I was at work and Drew sent it to me and I thought, wow, that's awesome. Like he's so on fire for like the situation and like what God is, has for us in this, but it was also kind of crazy. So <laughs> you were really pumped up, but it was cool. Kudos to you guys for making videos. I think I maybe wrote something down once. Sorry. So yeah. Dan, tell us what your thoughts were since we don't have a cool video to share. <laughs> yeah, so no no cool video. Um, I do have a distinct memory of being in country with our daughter. And when we were there um, visiting her where she was placed, uh, we had an opportunity to take her outside for probably the first time uh, in her life to just explore the outdoors. Um, and so in her first, uh, two and a half years, that was not something that she got to do. And I remember, uh, I can vividly see her sitting on the steps, um, and they had been recently doing some work. And so there was some loose sand that was on the step and she just loved interacting with that. And our daughter is very, um, texture based and loves sensory things. So that makes sense now why she really enjoyed getting to know that and getting to experience um, the sand there and just being able to feel that um, as she uh, got to see that for the first time and uh, be outside. Um, So I I remember that. And then 
when we were in country with our son, um, he took to us right away. It was very quick. It was very seamless. And he probably won't say this, but he ran right to Dan and he, said, he did. Baba, Baba. And we have, we do have videos of that we have video. because we were in country with some friends um, and they met their son earlier and took, we took videos of them and then we um, met our son and they took videos of us, which worked out really well. Um, and yeah, he um, came to us right away, um, to me first. Um, and I just remember holding him and I was like, I got you now. Um, and we can do this uh, together. And so that started that journey. So one of the phrases that we talk about on Two Adoptive Mamas is hard is hard. And that has uh, just become a phrase in our household now. Um, this is Team Grub talking, but I think it's also a phrase in Team Dylan. So Yeah, we're um, pretty much ready to have t-shirts made. So. Okay, <laughs> this is great. So um, let's start with Dan this time. What is something that's hard for you uh, right now in this season that we're in as a dad? Sorry, so many qualifiers. So um, something that's been difficult and hard for me personally has been working through the trauma that both of our kids are um, dealing with themselves. And so just understanding what's trauma, what's behavior, um, what's them needing a sensory outlet, what, where is the difference, and then also where does um, seeing their trauma uh, interact with each other um, and make the relationship between the um, between our son and daughter difficult or um, drive them apart in small ways and I don't want to see that happen so just being able to help both of them understand kind of what's going on um, when I don't always even understand so that's that's been hard. Drew do you have anything to add from team Dylan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hard is hard is definitely something that we've been utilizing and talking about, and uh, it's infiltrated in a good way a lot of our relationships and our relationship as a family. So for me personally, our heart, my heart is hard, is all around being patient. Um, we are right now in our the process for our second adoption. Uh, domestically and so being patient in that being patient in work and life and being patient with our daughter um, a lot of things are being about patient a lot of times it's wanting to be in the next phase of life or or, or if you know if the lord would just bless us with with x or if i could just get here or if we could just do that or we just got to make it to this and so my prayer daily or hourly sometimes is for to just uh, for the lord to keep me in the moment um if i can just uh, be positive and look to him um, in that moment. I know that the hardest hard will soon become easier. Okay, dads. So what barriers do you think there are for adoptive dads to talk about being adoptive dads together? So I'm going to uh, start off by saying I think that there are um, there's a lot of isolation um, and just lack of um, communication that comes naturally to a lot of guys. And so being able to talk about um, trauma and feelings that come up uh, becomes a barrier that is uh, prevalent, um, I would say. And so just being able to build um, relationship and take that time and seeing that as necessary. I think that a lot of guys might not always, uh, a lot of dads might not always see it as being a necessary step that they need to take to get support. 
Yeah, it's being a dad is hard enough sometimes, or, or being a guy is hard enough sometimes to to be open and share with other guys. Just being a dad, and so when you throw in what you're going through, or as being adoptive dad, it's important to find those other adoptive dads or guys that can relate. Um, once it's once you're a dad, it's it's easy to relate to other dads of the parenting side of things. It doesn't matter of how you became a dad, um, but when you're kind of going through the process or some of the struggles that are around how you became a dad or um, be, struggles that are around um, how the, the trauma or the feelings, uh, it's important to find those people that can relate to you in that sense. Yeah, and one of the things that I think um, is necessary here is that being strong and connected with other dads is a way that we serve and help to um, create healthy families, um, whether Absolutely. it's adoption or um, biological or foster care, and just being able to have that network of people, of men that you can reach out to and rely on. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where Dan and I have have really grown our friendship and being able to relate to one another in that sense. And whether it's trauma or adoption, it's it's all about finding that network in the community, just like the moms of of going through the same thing. It's it's finding other people that are going through the same season that you can relate to and talk to and that that get it. Um, And so it's finding those other dads that get it or will at the least be able to listen and support you and pray for you in that sense. Absolutely. So what's one of the ways that we as mamas could help you as dads um, either find those connection points or encourage you um, because we think you're awesome? Like, What are some ways that we could help you out? It's, you said it exactly. It's, it's encouraging to, to be open and to talk to and to, hey, why don't you meet up with Dan? Or, hey, why don't you um, go ahead and, and talk to those individuals that, that are a part of your network, whether it's um, going out for a run or going out for a cup of coffee, um, just having those folks. Um, they may not be big, drawn-out conversations that uh, may be the females that <laughs> are happening. So I, I would definitely um, go along with that to say that um, guys connect differently. So it's not just um, always diving right in, but being able to build relationships because you never know when that day is going to come when you're like, wow, it'd be really great to be able to talk to somebody. Um, so if every conversation doesn't have to be about adoption, we can also talk about um, video games and music and mm-hmm. things that we like to do outside of being our role as a parent. Thanks, guys. That was great. And I'm glad we could laugh about it a little, too, and some of the fun things we get to do outside of just talking about parenting. And I think it really, it's exciting. Obviously, Liz and I have built a stronger connection through being part of Two Adoptive Mamas, but we're grateful that you know, speaking for our families that you guys have been able to be a support and a resource to each other. So we're hosting this podcast to have real deal conversations for moms walking through adoptive or foster care life so that we can raise thriving adoptees. And so what's one thing that you as an adoptive dad would want an adoptive mom to know? Definitely that you've got this mama. I think that's something that I've I've heard that before. But want to continue to reiterate that you've got this 
and you're you're right where God wants you. Um, you are part of God's plan. It's hard to see God's plan when you're in it, um, but when you get that aerial view that God has, uh, you're right where you need to be. And so keep at it one step at a time, one day at a time. You got this. Just for the record, that was not scripted, and I see that you've been reading our weekly newsletters, so I'm glad you picked up on that Yay! tagline. Well done. Well done. <laughs> so I definitely would agree with all of that. Um, you are not a mama by accident. Um, there was no uh, God didn't uh, screw up by placing the child that he placed in your home. Um, and while the uh, days and days of tantrums and... Um, messes and difficulties at home are real. Um, that doesn't mean that there isn't a bigger plan and a bigger picture uh, that God is working uh, for you and for that child. Yeah, it is definitely not plan B. This is plan A, and this is where you're supposed to be. So what is something that you would say to other adoptive dads? So I'm sim- on a similar line of thinking. I would say that they're not there by accident um and when we're not in a situation by accident and we are there by god's choosing then we have the abilities um and he is equipping us um it's not that we're already ready to be an adoptive dad or an adoptive mom but we are being equipped to do that work and serve our families in the way that they in the ways that they need to be yeah definitely again that you've got this and that you're not alone uh, to, to keep pushing away those thoughts of isolations or that your other friends that are dads that may have become dads in a different way, um, you know, thinking that, that they wouldn't be able to relate or understand they can, they, they get it to some aspect and to, or they care about you enough to understand or learn um, and to support you through it. So let's switch gears for a hot minute and talk about marriage and talk about being parents together. Um, But we were married before we were parents. And so um, let's start off by talking about communication and just some reflections that you might have or some best tips of advice that you would pass along for other adoptive families. It's important for parents to be on the same page um, and to find those times when they need to process any stress points or anything that's going awry in the relationship because uh, kids pick up on that, especially adoptive kids. Um, I think that their uh, stress radar uh, is extra high-tuned. And so if you're stressed as a couple, um, they're going to be stressed. And then that, at least in my experience, makes me more stressed and so just uh, makes it difficult to uh, kind of uh, parent the children in the right way. I would say for Sarah and I, we have, I don't know if we necessarily even really talked about it, but we have really been open with each other and how we're feeling and have done a really good job of listening and empathizing and validating those feelings. Um, especially in this process for the second adoption, just what our fears are, what are we trying to plan, but yet have no idea what's going to happen where are we nervous? Where are we scared? And what are our thoughts and um, heart? We're really sharing our hearts together on that process. So I've really been encouraged that that's um, been able to to happen between Sarah and I. That 
it allows us so that we're not in the middle of a situation or something comes up and we are like, oh, I've been having that fear a long time. It's like, well, why didn't you tell me? So we've been really been able to, as those things come up, share that with one another. I would agree. Some of the best conversations we've probably had, and I would just encourage you if you're listening and you are you know, seeking that level of communication as you kind of navigate adoption or foster care, um, you know, sometimes we just have like these raw conversations where we're not saying it pretty and it might be ugly and there might be tears or there might be anger, um, but we're able to get it out on the table and then kind of come around our feelings together. So that's not a bad thing to do. And I'll punt out there that, you know, if you are listening to this and thinking like, wow, like we didn't have that before the adoption process or need some kind of um maybe some extra help in like having those conversations, we would strongly encourage you to reach out to somebody, whether through your church um, or another resource that can provide some great uh, foundational, I don't know, basics and um, just some help that, you know, communication is really just kind of the foundation um, that you need to be able to talk to Jesus. You need to be able to talk to each other um, to build that strong foundation moving forward. Yeah. And just remember, the four of us didn't walk into our marriages or our relationships knowing what we know today about adoption. We also and didn't care. know we were going to. Yeah, we t- talked about adoption, but yeah, God led us there. It's not like we exactly. <laughs> so this is many years in the making and we still have a lot to learn. So just wanted to make a point to say that. OK, next topic fight for date night. So we've talked, Liz and I have talked about this in a few of our episodes. And if you follow us on Instagram, you saw that we fought for date night, the four of us, and we made a Valentine's Day dinner happen this year amid a global pandemic and all the things we sat down for a meal and a game night. And it was really special. So dads, tell us why it's important. And I would argue that this is important, adoptive, foster, bio, but tell us why it is important to fight for date night. I really think it's a great spot and a great place to foster those unfiltered communications and conversations that we were just talking about. So um, they can be creative. It doesn't have to always be um, lavish and uh, a lot of money spent, but just having that time together that you can uh, connect with your your spouse uh, to be able to, to have that foundation for when things arise and you're going through tough days that you know that you have each other's backs. So one of the things that uh, Liz and I often fall back on and to bring a little bit of lightheartedness into the chaos is inside jokes. And often those are, are made um, during date night, um, something that we're able to do together, um, whether that's from a TV show or a game or, or something that comes about um, and we're able to kind of uh, bring that up um, a day later, a week later, whatever it is. Date night is a time for us to connect and build our relationship and know each other, um, understand why we act the way we do and uh, what makes us laugh, what makes us smile, uh, how we can help, just an opportunity to um, touch base, check in, uh, get energized, ready for the days that are coming. So I'm going to jump in really quick then and say something that um, 
really impacted our marriage and our view of how we built our family was from a book that we actually have on our resource page called Parenting the Hurt Child. And there's a simple phrase in there, and I'm not going to say it as eloquently as this book does, so you should go read it. But um, the phrase is that it's parent-centered and child-focused. And if you get those switched or swapped, um, the house is kind of upside down. And so um, I think both what both Drew and Dan just highlighted in this um, question that we have been talking about with Fighting for Date Night is a parent-centered, child-focused approach. Um, Of course, we love our kids and they are our focus. That's, you know, something that we really want to build um, that relationship and connection. But if we're not parent-centered, if we're not healthy, if we can't pour into each other, if we can't pour into our kids, um, the the systems are going to start to crumble. So parent-centered, child-focused, um, something that you can kind of take away from from this. All right, guys, last question here uh, for the night. What have you learned about God and your faith in the past few years, um, maybe specifically as it's related to an adoptive parent, but in general it's okay too? So I can't really say that this has been going on for a year that I've been learning this, but um been thinking lately about what it means to serve my family and the importance of um, being a uh, in the role of a servant uh, to my kids and then to Liz as my wife and just being able uh, to put down what I hold as my um, my priorities uh, what where I think I should be getting out of um, you know, the relationship or, or any of those things and, and finding ways to prioritize, um, helping the family to grow and helping, um, to, uh, promote and work with, um, them, work with the kids in a way that is helpful for them. I'd say one of the things that I've learned about God and and my faith over the last several years um, in my relationship with God and as an adoptive dad and husband and all the different hats that I wear is that God's got this. God has, God's got me. We'll, uh, Sarah and I will approach a new challenge, a new situation, and we'll think back uh, and, and we'll just look at each other and why, how is this going to work out? How is this going to pan out? We don't know. This is scary. And we can think on two hands, if not more, of all the times that God has been faithful and provided and taken care of our family. And so relying on that um, as a foundation as we continue to take steps forward and and really letting him guide me and guiding our family has been huge and um, key. Thanks so much, Drew and Dan, for joining us tonight. It really was an honor and a privilege to have you um, If you're listening, we hope you heard how much these dads care about their families, uh, their kids, us, and how much they love um, on us and and love to serve us um, as, as dads. There are a lot of hard things and there are a lot of laughs and joys. And if you're listening tonight, um, whether it's edited or unedited, there was a lot of last for us tonight. Um, And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, So we thank God for that. Dads, if you're listening, you're not alone. Be encouraged to chat with other dads who get it. And mamas, we have some amazing guys walking this journey with us. So let's keep going together. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks so much for listening. 
In this episode, we got to sit down with our husbands, Drew and Dan, and talk about adoption from their perspective. It was such a blessing to reflect on the sweet and challenging moments of adoptive parenting together. Episode 10 reminds us that teamwork is vital, encouragement is needed, and a marriage has to be nurtured and cared for, just like our families. Don't forget to visit toadoptamamas.com and subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a beat. We can't wait to be back again with you soon. Until then, you've got this, Mama.